we get to it? Let's do it. Off the rip. It's Paradise Pod. Don, what's going on? Not much, man. We finally got Seth back, our beautiful boater. We love our beautiful boaters, <laughs> don't we, folks? Seth, is the boat done for the year? Are you done being a beautiful boater? I think the boat's done for the year, except for maybe one more time when we go to winterize the boat. We'll, we'll take it back out just for a, a nice ride. You have a little bit of a tan, honestly. I noticed that earlier. I didn't want to say anything. but Well, I mean, I've been spending every weekend for the last three months on the lake. So. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. You're looking uh, You're looking very lake life. I look good. Did you, get the, did you get the salt life sticker on your car yet? Well, he well would be we're, we're, gonna, we're in a freshwater but lake. Freshwater so lake. But they I'm, still I'm put the salt, salt life sticker. All right, enough sticker. of that. This is a big moment for the pod. <laughs> We've brought in a signing who, similar to John Dercades, is going to elevate the level of the rest of the squad merely by his presence. The haters said it would never happen, <laughs> but it's happening. Davey Shepard on the pod. What's going on? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Oh, and it feels uh, so good. It does. It's like it's uh, been a long time coming. It's well, it's what the people wanted. So people have not my pile of fan mail demanding that we have Davey <laughs> on, or they're gonna find me and murder me. It's just it's busting out of my apartment in cartoonish style. Um, but he's here. We made it happen. Let's get to last week. Um, since we've last convened here at the Sacred Temple of Paradise Pod. Um, we have uh, played twice. We played uh, DC United and secured a 1-0 win. Um, DC United played the second half uh, down a man. Uh, job done there. You got to win that game, and we do. Um, and then we had a 1-1 draw against the Houston Dynamo last weekend where we couldn't hold on to a lead. Um, four points from six in those two games. Donald, is that good enough? Yeah, I think four points out of six I think is probably pretty good. Um I think you would have liked to get six out of six after seeing how we played against Houston, but I guess that's the disappointing thing potentially is that it it I mean what when did Houston equalize in like the eighty eighth minute something like that definitely could have been three points would have been an amazing week to get two wins but um, four points from six going into the week might have felt good but after the Houston game feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think uh, if anything. Uh, going into the game, I thought a point against Houston would have been a good result. Um, all three uh, through 80 minutes, you think that is what you're going to get. And if anything, you come out of the game with only a point and then down another forward after you had lost a forward in the previous game. So it's not just the points you lost, but it's players lost as well. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Four points from the six. I think going into this week, like previewing it, you know, I was kind of thinking, okay, teams that are in a similar place in the table to us – this is where we maybe start to see if we are breaking away from maybe being um, like questionable to get in the playoffs to like a team that's going to be in the playoffs and is starting to maybe compete for some seating there. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, despite the fact we couldn't hold on to a lead and, and secure two wins, four points from six to me feels good enough. I think the biggest talking points in these two games uh, were Daniel Rios and Derek Jones, but starting with Rios getting two goals in two games, um, Kind of what we've been waiting for, and yeah, we all Tom, yeah, Ashwasi leading goal scorer. True, I was tired of having eighteen all-time leading goal yeah. scorers. Finally got a multi-goal scorer. Thank um, God, and thank God it's real. It's kind of, it's yeah, that is kind of cool. That it's it fun is that it's real. Yeah, because yeah, he was there with us in USL. This is the yeah. same thing we keep saying. Like, if it's guys that we were watching, you know, at the Sound Stadium, and 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 Rios was the only one that was gonna come in and be a striker and potentially hold that spot down. I mean, yeah, that was the most exciting <laughs> thing that happened this week for me. Um. And then Derek Jones, he's starting to play more minutes. 
Um, and I just can't get a read on him. He's a complicated player. He feels like our only sort of dribbly guy that can like beat a man one v one. It's weird though because he's like it's almost slow motion when he's doing it. Because he's so um, big. Yeah, yeah. he's big. Six so I think four. All yeah. of six foot three. Are... I think of the guys in the room, I'm probably the biggest Derek Jones fan. I was a DJ fan at the USL level. I like him now. I can't figure out what he. I is. still just think he's an eight that Gary plays at the ten. And so I mean, a dribbly guy that big at the eight next to a six or whatever, I dig. I'm I'm a huge fan of that. But then you move him up to the ten. I just don't think he's creative enough to carry yeah. through the midfield. Now we'll talk about this game in a bit, whatever. Yeah. Um, but he uh, seems like he has uh, the propensity in him to lose the ball a little bit more frequently right. than you'd want. Which from he absolutely that plays a did against Houston. That'd be my worry. Now against Houston, he's playing at the nine, which is a little bit different altogether, anyways. But he definitely lost the ball a lot in that second half against Houston. I, that's probably though with like how dribbly he is. I mean, he's going to hold the ball on longer than he probably should because yeah. he's trying to make. I mean, you saw it, if we want to talk about this game, like. He held the ball on a couple of times and he got stuck in the corner, which ended up working out because I think we got a corner both times. But he still kind of got himself stuck by holding on the ball. Um, Davey, what do you think? Four points from six? Job yeah, done, no, good enough? I, I take four, four to six any day of the week for this club. I mean, and then, you know, kind of carrying into the match tonight, which, we're again, we're going to get to in just a little bit. But I know there's a lot of talk about Houston, same amount of points. They play in the West, we play in the East, blah, blah, blah. If you look at the players in the field, Houston is a better roster than we are. So if you can get a draw, I don't care if it's home or away. I know it's disappointing because we led up until the 80-whatever-th minute, but one point against Houston is a totally fine result. you got to beat D.C. They're worse than you. Four yeah. to six is totally yeah. fine. You could sense that during the game. That was... And then the card, the, the red card, and being right. up a man in the second half, you knew going into the second half, like, well, this has to be three points, and they made it happen. So yeah, that felt good to get the, the job done there. The DC game was nice because we like it doesn't feel like we like know what this team is yet. Like, are they good? Are they bad? But we finally played like a a bad team. Yeah, you could say Atlanta. We played a bad, but yeah. we played a bad team, and we it even before they went down a man, we dominated. It felt like we were dominating. I would the say game. even Atlanta, bad whatever results, yeah. they've got the individual talent. Yeah. And so DC is a bad team. Right. And we went out there, we might have only won one nothing, but we kind of dominated pace of play, forced a man off, won the game outright. Yeah. Correct. Watching I DC, I was thinking like and we were talking about earlier, Davey, you being from like the DC area and, and seeing them as like what one of the initial teams in MLS. Right. And me maybe being a DC United fan and watching them be so thoroughly outplayed by a first year expansion team from Nashville 18 years later and think and me thinking like if Nashville was in 18 years from now or whatever amount of years it is where um, DC United looks right now I'd be so disappointed. Yeah, it's funny we were talking me and Ben were up in the box that night and the last time I lived on the hill in DC, I used to go to a fair amount of games, and it was Ben Olson's first year as a coach. And what I remember, ball? What? I remember thinking, like, how long is this going to last? Like, uh, surely, what, what, a year, two you said years? That was when Benny first started. Yeah, that it was 2010. It was his first year as a coach. It was the last year I lived there, 2010, 2011, yeah. and or sorry, 2011, 2012. Here we are, almost ten years later. He's still the coach of the team. No one gets that kind of they, longevity. They, they've overachieved sometimes, but it's he's a really odd coach in that I feel like they overachieve when the roster isn't good, underachieve when the roster is good. He sticks around one way or the other. Yeah, Benny Ball. You always hear the term Benny Ball, and I guess the only thing I know of it or assume people mean is that it's just like very park the bus ish. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I found them to be unimpressive and 
was I was very encouraged that our first year team looked like they were miles and years ahead of this DC United team that has been there since the beginning. Yeah, I do wonder if like that's just gonna be teams that aren't like big cities, like the LA's and stuff like that. You're gonna like is MLS look, more top heavy now? Maybe you're well, saying? I just think like like the smaller city clubs like Nashville, like they're gonna have their ups years, but they're also gonna have like down years because they're not gonna be able to get the same talent that all the other cities are. And that's just right now where DC's at. They're in their down years. I mean, they were able to get Rooney a couple years ago, but... Yeah, Rooney like, was fun to watch for them. I think... Yeah, they made the playoffs last year with Rooney, right? Okay, yeah. that sounds right. I think. Yeah. so. Seth, why don't you fact check us on that? Um, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> Producer Seth, he's on it. <laughs> uh, I won't be shocked if like 18 years from now, Nashville's in the same boat. I just think it's it's harder to recruit I know, the there's top talent. Like, there's yeah. no, I mean, that wasn't a harsh, unfair thing for me to say. Yeah, but. unless you're like LA and Miami and like New York City you're probably going to have ups and down years. So speaking mm. of Miami, another Miami loss tonight. Oh, no, they're losing 3-2 currently to New York City, a good side. Yeah. Huh. If you guys are a fan coming into the year, would you rather be a fan of Nashville right now, a fan of Miami? Yeah. I, I love – mostly because I love their kids. <laughs> I loved Miami. I'm also, like, from sure. Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> right. So, like, I have a lot of Miami connections. I love Miami. I like and it. I think – I think on paper they're still a better team than us. Like absolutely. I mean, if you have like Iguain, pronounce it right this time. Uh, <laughs> Iguain, Matweedy, Matweedy, Pizarro, then Pizarro, and then even like uh, who's the guy that they Robbie Robinson, who was overall super all draft balling. He was an Airman yeah. Trophy, Clemson, right? Discussing earlier. That sounds right. Clemson, I'm pretty remember. sure. Yeah, Johnston wow. was Wake Forest. He was Clemson. Wait, Johnston yeah. was Wake Forest. Yeah. And they have a couple other really really good players. Like they, I think, and they'll probably pick it up but i i think i would probably rather be miami all right i'm glad that was your response because i completely disagree i objectively would feel so much better from what i can tell as a nashville supporter than a miami supporter because you know going in that they're going to be able to bring in like an Iguain or a matuidi type and big names that like nashville's not going to attract but despite the fact that we're building things a little bit more strategically understanding we're never going to have that david beckham cachet and all those things we've still constructed a squad to me which seems deeper which other than um is it rodolfo pizarro he's a next level talent but other than that i'm not really that impressed with anybody that miami's got on the squad right now i mean maybe Matuidi and Iguain are gonna go on and do something crazy i don't know but you they know, didn't even in, in what we've seen Iguain's. so far in mls nashville i think is better i think is deeper i think it's constructed more intelligently in the short term i mean we can't compete with their ability to sign a dp like gonzalo Iguain, okay but like I feel is, more – I feel happier with, with Nashville's team building. Is it Eagleine or Matweedy Mat- who's not a DP? Matweedy's not a DP. Matweedy is not a DP. Yeah, he started the 2018 World Cup final, and he's that's, not a DP. That's nuts that they still have another That's DP a great spot. piece of business. I mean, don't get me Absolutely. wrong. Yeah, no, I'm not going to knock what they've done roster-wise. I'm just saying roster versus achievement-wise at this point in the season, I think objectively speaking you've got to be happier with what Nashville has done. <laughs> I agree completely, yeah. I think on on the score sheet, I'm happy, obviously happy sure. with what they've done. I don't know. I think maybe it's just my style of I just I like offense. No, so I get like, that, and I mean I think Pizarro is a great player, and I think DP to DP, he's outperforming Mukhtar currently. Yeah, but not by much. I think for an expansion team, we built the team the the, the way that we should. More intelligently. Yeah. But I like more I like the outlook of like Miami just. I don't know. I, I don't like know. Him. It's going to be dependent on if they get their like DPs to do great. Because like I like that right back Fagal. He seems like a really yeah. good player. I like Pizarro. Other than that, I'm just Iguain's not clearly a short term answer. Yeah. yeah. And then Will Trapp well, they, is what he is. And is he 
uh, something unbelievable? Well, no, I don't know. Not really. He's good. I mean, he's he'll probably start for national team. Okay. Well, oh, I mean, shit. you I mean, know he he's going to start for the national <laughs> that was, team. Yeah. That was just a jab at them playing MLS players. Yeah, and, you know, maybe he makes other players look good. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I feel stronger about Nashville right now than I would if I were a Miami fan. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe there's Sorry some, to take us off track. Some bias coming in there now. I like that question because I've been thinking about that a lot. Because, yeah. I mean, it's all this will always be remembered as the season where yeah. Nashville – You can't and separate we'll the two. You can't separate them, right? Yeah. What, what so, about – and what it's you, two Seth? different strategies of, of team building completely. Which one do you pick? Would you rather be a Miami fan or a Nashville fan at the moment? Where, what were you fact-checking? I what forget. You doing, I, I, I don't even remember. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was checking the Miami He was checking the Miami again. Yeah, oh, okay. I kind of forgot. I did, I did run into, like, I see that D.C. United lost to Atlanta today 4-0 and had another red card in the game. So that's kind of fun. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, they, had a, they had a red card and they subbed in a guy who wasn't on the team sheet today. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder, what's the penalty on that? Like, it's just I don't, a, don't you think do they're docked to sub or something like that? I don't know. I have no idea. They're yeah, just like, either. don't do that again, please. This is why I keep this is why I keep Ben around. I try not to do podcasts without Ben because yeah. he has Damn all it, the ben. rules in his pocket. Can we get, call him in? Ben Wright is always with me, even when I, his presence is not here in the literal well, never sense. Been. I feel him with me spiritually. It's never been here in the literal leading sense. Leading me towards my expected goals, <laughs> my expected journey. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the New England game tonight. It's Saturday. We just watched. Uh, Nashville ship up to Boston and secure a uh, a nil nil draw against the New England Revolution led by Bruce Arena. Did you write that? Huh? Did you write the Honestly, ship? Honestly, that was off the top of the, the dome. ship up Check to Boston. The notebook, bro. <laughs> I swear to God, that was off the top of the dome. I can just freestyle, man. Um, <laughs> okay, so going into this game, the eleven was striking. Was it was strange? We saw Matt Lagrassa getting his first start in MLS. Well, let's go back to it because I'm going to get dogged here. Uh, not just here, but in general. We found out earlier today that there has been a positive COVID test on the team. Which yeah, no one yeah, wanted yeah. to talk about, apparently. That the team hasn't practiced since Tuesday, which, again, no media are allowed at practice, so it's not like we would see that in general. But uh, a bit of a surprise this morning, finding that out, and then you see the team sheet today. I think if you just parse it, do the math, it seems like Anibal Godoy is the guy. Yep. Uh, he wasn't on the injury report. He wasn't in the 18. Simple math to me would say he's the guy. Before the 11 got released, we were like, we'll know right away if it's someone who's a fixture in the squad, fixture in the in the first 11 who is just glaringly omitted. And Anibal Godoy was omitted for no other reason we could tell other than he seems that he yeah. was the positive person. Um, so, yeah, that was, um, that was apparent immediately. But to see Matt Lagrasse starting and to have him playing in a midfield three sort of with Anunga and McCarty was a brand-new-looking midfield. Um, also up top, uh, we could tell that Derek Jones was going to be kind of playing as a false nine right away. It was a really, really chopped and changed 11 and was hard to know what to expect from it. I think if you would have told a Nashville fan at the beginning of the year, you're going to secure a point and Derek Jones is going to play forward and Matt Lagrasse yeah. is going to play 10, yeah. no one would have believed yeah. you. Not in a million that years. That would be unbelievable, yeah. So, all that being said, I think it's a good result, right? It seems like a very good result to me. I mean, I, I would have probably said a, a draw on the road in New England, five, six places above you in the table is a good result no matter what. Yeah. I mean, so, we, were, we were demolished on – possession too so like for yeah. us to come out with one point in that i feel, so, like, feel like that's got to be a win carefully got a cable here so securing uh the point away at a decent team a similar team to us probably um with the the funky um squad issues that we have feels like a great result 
Um, but yeah, to your point, Seth, it, I mean, it definitely seemed like we were outplayed. Like if anyone was going to deserve the winner, it, for the most part, it felt like New England to me. Do you think that we were outplayed? Yeah, I mean, I think we were pretty outplayed, especially in the last like 40 minutes. It didn't seem like we were trying to get any sort of offense at all. But no, I think you they're higher up on the table. I don't I haven't watched a lot of New England games. So I don't know how much better they are than us, but I think these are the ones you're on the road getting a point's huge. You try to win your home games and try to get a point on the road to better teams. I thought um this is a good Lee one. Wynn looked good for them. I know that he had been good for them, started getting US men's national team call ups a couple years ago and then was in um he was at LAFC, correct? Before, he just came back. To he New just England, came right? back yeah. to New England, so I, I, it was cool to see him there because he was an exciting player for the Reds. He was at Miami too. A couple years got... ago, yeah, and then he was briefly on Miami. Yeah, so yeah. it seems like he's sort of returned there. And I don't know, he's always stood out to me. And you seems wanted... like the type of ten that would have been valuable yeah, before I... we had you know all these fifteen-year-olds breaking through in Germany, which we'll get to later. But... I remember uh, you wanting him during the draft. Yeah, I thought it would have been cool if Nashville. Like you signed gave your win. like. Yeah. Here's a quick list of the like guys that five I would guys, like to see. and like Lee Wynn was like first on the list, which is probably really stupid in hindsight. Like I, it was just <laughs> all the big names. Yeah, and then like Nate probably. Snell told me like this is a dumb list. So I was <laughs> like, all right, I don't know, I don't watch MLS that much. I mean, obviously I do now, but I don't know. Um, I thought that um, I thought I don't know. New England seemed like they had a lot of chances. Um, I don't know. Dross just seemed like a good result. I don't know if they're. I mean. What's the big story? What do you take away from this game? I don't know. If there, I don't. There's not a lot to take away other than I mean, obviously we don't have a healthy striker. Even when watching and that showed, it, I think. I mean, we had you, we had oh. three shots like, on goal. What is the? It's hard to figure out the rhythm of this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, no, it's super herky jerky, and I would honestly say that's a testament to Nashville, right? Because like you can say whatever you want about our roster, but at the end of the day, they're not that nicked up. They're not that coveted out or whatever. <laughs> and we come out there and. I think the the f- lack of flow to the game is a testament to what we were able to dictate, you know, breaking up pace of play, breaking up counterattacks, getting whatever of the ball we could and putting it in really annoying areas. You feel like we mucked up the game a little bit? Just I did. We go got to the, the, the dirty areas of the ice, to use a hey. hockey term. And, like, you know, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that on the road with the roster we took out there. Um, I, I honestly, I think that's what a lot of people expect out of Nashville. Period. So this was the game. This that was that it. Aren't actually, watching this right, team think yeah. we play like which exactly. I don't know. We got results so yeah, whatever. Cares? But I think people that watch the team every week, as we do, know that this was sort of them doing what they had to do to secure the point in a in a tough situation. Yeah. I know I mean, that we it's, were. It's hard because we haven't had like we had the really good game against Atlanta, but I, who, someone got injured from that game. And ever since then, we just had like a cascade of injuries. So it's hard to honestly tell what we are because we haven't had a healthy roster since probably the Atlanta game. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I mean, I think, you know, when you just look up and down the roster of players who could be in at certain positions, whether it was Johnson initially getting a start or it's uh, Lovitz goes out and a guy like uh, Taylor Washington comes in and play and Madronda's out, stuff like that. There's just kind of up and down the roster. There's players who would be getting minutes otherwise that are currently injured. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, all those guys you just mentioned are USL guys. And something we wanted to talk about a little bit, too, is just how impressed we've been with uh, the performance of the guys that were called up to this MLS roster from from the USL squad of the last two years. I don't think anyone could have predicted, one, that they we would even have them playing this many minutes, and two, that they would perform this well. I mean, none of those guys have let us down at all. 
quite the contrary. Some of them have had pretty good performances. And Matt Lagrassa tonight didn't look out of place in an MLS midfield. He's, you wouldn't look at his performance tonight and say, I want to make sure he never starts in midfield for us again. And for a guy on his on his MLS, you know, debut, his full debut starting, um, that, that's that's pretty good. I mean, he's no scrub. I mean, if our USL guys are all good. And Lagrassa was sort of the last one to need to get like a start or get some significant minutes for us to be able to say, okay, pretty much every single guy except Ken Tribbett who can't get healthy, which hopefully you know we'll see him at some point. Um, they've all come in and played important minutes or started or had a lot of sub minutes and and contributed well. Yeah, I think. And I think I take some responsibility for that, for them performing well. Um, just because ever since... You take some <laughs> what? responsibility? Yeah. Ever since... I think I think ever since, like, the Tucker Hume days of me just trashing players, they tend to perform when I trash. That's true. You so, do have the reverse jinx in your locker. Yeah. So with Tucker Hume and then now, since <laughs> trashing Taylor and trashing Derek Jones, Daniel Jones... Uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Um, How is Derek but, Jones going to do without... Uh, his ability to pass the ball off to Saquon Barkley. I don't know. And how will Daniel Jones play <laughs> potentially as an eight for Nashville SC, having never played uh, soccer at any level that we're yeah. aware of? These um, are questions we've all got to figure out together. Ever since I trashed all them, like Derek Jones has been really well. Taylor, I'll I'll give it to Taylor. He's been well. Yeah. Allen, whatever. Uh, Allen Wynn has been not maybe as good as we had hoped that he could be. I yeah. mean, he hasn't been bad. But and he hasn't been bad. Rios, it's been bad. It's just kind of when he's played, it's been like, all right, man, right. it was okay. Rios now leads the team Rios league history. Rios all-time statues outside of the stadium. Well, Rios is Hill. the guy, if you thought anyone was getting minutes and bunches, it was going to be Rios, right? We had the highest hopes that he would yeah. be a starter. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, probably. And it, he was signed to be an MLS player. Sure. Yeah. I was surprised that he was playing for the USL team. I, or I don't know. I, I had, I, had a, I guess, a misconception that he was purely going to be an MLS signing and he would maybe play back on loan at, like, League MX or somewhere. So when he came, they were like, yeah, he's actually going to be at the Sound Stadium all the time and he's going to be a USL guy. And he had that incredible season banging in all those goals last year. I, I was surprised that he was playing at that level. He seemed like he was, was good enough to be an MLS player or at least play at a little bit of a higher level in USL. And uh, it's, it feels like a, a relief that he is kind of living up to our expectations a little bit. Like yeah. we weren't crazy. Like sometimes it felt like that second yeah. season. What did he score? Twenty five goals. That's a lot. Something like that. It was, it was like, like, was that really one or was something? that a mirage? So had, like, did it really happen? Because he just didn't look like he was going to do that until the last week, and he scored two he and scored, two, and it feels good. He scored less for us than he did at, at Charlotte, North Carolina. Is that right? Carolina? Yeah. So North was, Carolina FC, right? He had like thirty one or thirty two, and then Lancaster. He was league leading goal scorer no, with Cam Lancaster, and then we signed them both. <laughs> I think Rios was number two. Lancaster was number one. Okay. And then we signed them both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where do you come down on the the Cameron Lancaster thing, Davey? Are, do, are you, do you think it's silly when people are like, I don't know, bring him back from loan? Uh, I didn't think it was like a totally silly thought at the start of the week, but then you hear, oh, well, we think Rios is close or Dunlady is close, yada, yada, whatever those things might be. And then I, I don't know if Lancaster would have to get quarantined on the way back one way or the other. So yeah. is, I, I'm not 100% familiar with the functions of the leagues between the two. Uh, uh, so That's what I was going to ask. Like you being like in the press box, are yeah. you aware of like ha- – like I know in like hockey they just lo- like take guys out of the minors every day. Right. But with like well, soccer – In, a, in that, a normal scenario, I think you could just pull him. He's three, could you? three okay. hours up the road, you could just pull him. Okay. I yeah, think I with COVID was... league to league the way it is – I think there's the chance that he would have had to sit out for a week. Okay. And if you're going to have to sit out of the week, and we know Cadiz, he's not going to be able to, uh, available Tuesday, which we'll get here in a minute, whatever. Cadiz, 
is going to be available Tuesday versus Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it's only one game. If is you couldn't it get there immediately, it? it defeats the purpose. It defeats the purpose, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the guy's scoring goals in bunches at the USL level. Yeah. So, if it was going to be like no one was on the – Calvary wasn't going to come, all of these guys are hurt for a long period of time, I would have said it made sense. Given the current environment, I don't think well, it maybe, does. Well, maybe because Ain't got in the game like within like – Three days of being well, in the country. Well, there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. And uh, I, I asked Ben that on the, the live show Thursday night. It seems like – or no, no, that was on National Soccer Show Tuesday. It seems like ML, MLS did their normal thing of breaking rules for certain franchises yeah. uh, and certain types of players. So Yeah. Damn. That's just Must how be in the nice. open, too. Like, it just is what it is. I'm glad you guys said that because it always feels like, you know, we're really all just letting this slide, and it's like, yeah, actually we are. But I don't know. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah, must be nice. That's all right. Um, so I guess instead of doing three stars for this game, since we've had three matches now since we've uh, last convened, let's do our three stars of the last two weeks, our three stars of the four last three stars. games. Well, do we want to give Seth a star? That's my question. He's we, really we sort did of he's not carrying his weight in this, <laughs> give him a in this star. first we half did, so far at all, We did honestly. four stars when he was here last time. So <laughs> Give him a star. We'll give him a star. He's on a beautiful boat in his mind, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why are you whispering? Well, you could just Why cut it out. Why are you whispering? <laughs> I'm giving my star to Rios. Okay. Seth, <laughs> Seth determines that he yeah. is going to. That was the obvious answer. We didn't even know just, if we were going to give you a star. And then yeah. you gave I, had to ta- I had to take the obvious answer. Right. Rios, I, had to let y'all, I, mean, I had to let y'all fight out the, you know, the not so obvious one. But Rios gets it. He, I feel like. He's the all-time leading goal scorer. He has to get it. But, True. Uh, what do you think the statue of Rios outside the new stadium is going to look like? Is it going to oh, be? Do you want it to be like life-size statue or like super like three-story high statue of Daniel Rios? I think life-size. I think it's life-size. It needs to be life-size, not what is too this? big. You guys see this like Daniel Rios is the tick thing? I saw that on Twitter. I didn't understand. I guess it's just because he has a prominent chin. Does it? Javier would really like a Rio statue. Javier would have so many pictures with a Rio statue. Quite fond. I love that when Rio scores, I just tweet or I send the text vamos (laughs) to Javier (laughs) just because I feel like that's what you're supposed to do. Oh my god! You can cut that part out. (laughs) 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 Know what you meant? Why is I so excited for you to text Javier vamos? That's what whenever. Oh my god! That's just like the Jinkui story. We were in Florida Do what? one time, and there's this little... This is all getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is little... Oh, my so. God. One of the funniest oh, things. I did. I was Ooh, one... One of the funniest moments of my last, like, six probably years. Very into- probably very intoxicated. Not... And I was, it was, it was like was, noon. Yeah, but it was, I mean, it was yeah, the Reska wedding. Yeah, we were definitely. It was the Reska wedding. Everybody was yeah. pretty drunk. That the was whole weekend. Shut Vandy down, Anyways. by the way. What's got, going on with Vandy? Uh, 35. Yeah, getting 35 7 at this point. Ooh. You know, I was thinking earlier is how fucking good that LSU team was last year. And watching that Jefferson guy 100%. for Minnesota. And Edward Tolaire, Jefferson, Edward Burrow, Tolaire, the whole Jamar nine. Chase. Yes. Burrow. I'm telling you, yep. Joe Burrow. Yeah, oh, but they, I mean, how did they get, that's like, the, they randomly were just yeah, as like long the best as the, college team as long I've as the Bengals like, don't like them this die weekend against behind the Jags. that offensive well, line. Had, even their defense, like Patrick Queen and uh, yeah. Fulton plays for the Titans. Yeah, they're going to be good. Jesus. So many hits last week. I'm hoping, All right, back right, to the lads. stars, back <laughs> to the stars, lads. <laughs> we're going back. back to it. Great drop back right. in formation. 
Uh, okay, Daniel Rios gets a star. Davey, uh, who gets your star for the last uh, couple weeks in Nashville SC? Uh, well, I'm going to continue the USL trend. Derek Jones, right? Uh, he assists in back-to-back games, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And gets start, plays well in the 10, plays well in the 8. Uh, I don't think you can leave him off the sheet. Uh, yeah. I mean, how do you think that he did in this game against New England, uh, playing as a pretty pure center forward, as a false nine? Uh, I think he did as well as anyone on the roster would have done playing That's the false point. nine. So yeah. Is he I don't think he worse? did great, but I mean, uh, you could have put Leal there. You could have been Mukhtar, win, I guess, whoever. Is I don't know if he would have done much more. He's got a bigger body. He can hold the ball up. We saw him win two corners. Yeah. I think he, he did fine. He wins a lot of corners. Yeah. Um, wins a lot of fouls. And I think he's got, like, uh, ability on the ball. He's got that weird thing where he kind of looks like he's gliding, you know? Yeah. And uh, They compared him to – Zlatan Ibrahimovic on the left? That's what Ben said. I don't know about that. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. That was on. It's uh, the size, but yes. Well, it's a big guy that can dribble. That can dribble. Right? That's what Ben was trying guess to say. Guess what? John Ducati's looks like that, too, from what I've seen in the highlights, and we can get to that. But, um, yeah, it's funny. You see a guy that big, and you think, well, he's either like a brute defensive guy or he's like a pure number nine target right. man going to head the ball in Olivier Giroud. Um, and he's he's not. He's He's – he almost profiles more like a quick number 10. He's a dribbly guy. He's a uh, mercurial. He loses the ball a lot, but he often will, will make exciting things happen. So, I'm, yeah, I'm content with him being in the – Yeah, I think he was better against – best against stars. D.C. I think he was the best player on the field in the D.C. match. Maybe, yeah. yeah I thought he was again. pretty good in the first half, worse in the second half once he moved in the nine. And today I don't think he was bad, but I don't think anyone was great today. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Who you got from the last couple of weeks? I'll go with the guy that should have had three clean sheets, Joe Willis. Oh, I yeah. Get Not two clean sheets, but yeah. He was really, really good tonight. Many yeah, people he was are good saying tonight. that Joe Willis is six foot five. Have you guys heard this? I feel like it's <laughs> every broadcast. It's like uh, there's reports coming out of the club that uh, Joe what does Willis. Tony ha- what does Tony Husband say more that he's six five or Chalupa? Maybe six foot five. Uh, man, six foot five, uh, <laughs> Joe Willis getting a Chalupa uh, <laughs> down here in uh, in Barry Hill. Uh, yeah, it is very Australian. Enjoy your chalupa, <laughs> Dax. <laughs> no, that was pretty good. Thanks. I'm really, I really want to do a Gary impression, but it's tough. What is that? Now, lads, they're not putting away the chances. Once we have somebody putting away chances, it's going to be all right. We're creating a lot of chances. And it's more like, it's more weas- weaselly. I don't know. I'll, I'll keep working on yeah, it. Yeah, you got Sorry. it, man. Anyways. Oh, that's mine. You right. got the four star. Shit, now I got to <laughs> I know. I was hoping you'd go me first. Just because. Uh, well. You know what's going um, wrong? wrong? I'll say Anibal Godoy because I thought, despite his absence in this game tonight, or rather because of it, you notice his importance. I Absolutely. thought we had no ability to get control of this game against New England tonight in midfield, and it just spoke to the glaring absence of, of Anibal Godoy, who stitches things together, maybe even more so than, than Dax, who everyone knows I uh, am, am very high on as well. So get well soon, uh, Godoy. Because, uh, you know. I'm just going to chime in with a random note from Twitter. Yeah. Stephen Goff, soccer insider, DC United reporter, big league reporter yep, in general. Goff. Tweet tonight after their 4 0 loss versus Atlanta from Ben Olsen. We're a fragile group emotionally, and we're not very good either. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Ben Olsen quote. So, uh,. We're, uh, we had to win against yeah. that team, just to be quite clear. That we reiterates did. the fact that, yeah, that had to be a win for sure, especially once they're down a man. Yeah, what the, what is going on in D.C.? I don't know. It would be rough to be a D.C. United fan. You you escaped that fate. I did, yeah. With uh, Nashville getting a pro team while you lived here. Yeah, absolutely. Were um, you D.C. Dog. before Nashville came? 
Yeah, no, no. I, I remember watching them as a kid. Then I lived, you know, on the hill in D.C. I, I was about eight blocks away from RFK, so I would go pretty frequently when I lived there. Um, Is that a soccer-specific stadium? Oh, no. The, when they played at RFK, it was not. That's what the Skins played back in the day. Oh, oh okay. sorry. The Washington okay. Football Club played back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they built Audi Field, which is down on Buzzard Point, close to the baseball stadium now. Okay. So they've I've been, been there. there. Stadium. This is their nice. second season there. Yeah, the Nat Stadium suite. It's very it's nice. Very, very close to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was small when I went. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it's nice. a good, great stadium, that stadium. Yeah. Um. All right. What's Done next, and dusted man? on New England, huh? So what's next, man? I don't know. You want to keep going? You want to take a break? No, keep going. He's going to get to Mason Mount sooner or later. <laughs> Just to <laughs> piss me off. The Mason Mount talk is coming. Let's get to news. Uh, John Dercades is in Music City. Um, quarantining. Quarantining, as he, as he must do in entering the country and entering the league. Um, Gary Smith has said that he wants him to get in the match day squad as quickly as he possibly can. Uh, it's credit to some guy named Ben Wright on some website, broadwaysportsmedia.com for that one. But um, his neck tattoos look good, but not great. <laughs> so my question is, how do his neck tattoos fit into our squad's existing neck tattoos? Um, who's got the neck tattoos? We got Leal. Leal's, Leal's got neck is tattoos. Is that it? Yeah. I feel like... Somebody else does. I think Beckless does, right? Yeah, Beckless. probably. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I think he does, yes. Yeah, we talked about neck tattoos in one of the early... We talked about them all the time. For sure. Yeah. It, I mean, John Cadiz is a strong... Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he does. Does yeah. he have stronger neck tats than Leal, you think? No, I give it to Leal. Not stronger than Leal. Yeah. Leal is almost like... What's the drummer from Blink-182's name? <laughs> Travis, Travis, Travis Barker. Barker. <laughs> yeah, Leal's almost Travis there. Barker, Randall Leal would be right. a good episode <laughs> name. I could maybe Photoshop Leal with the new blonde hair. What do you think of Leal's blonde hair? Do we want to talk about the hair? He went platinum blonde. He said... Davey said he looked like the villain from Which Rush Hour. Which brought up a serious point of contention of the evening. Yeah, I've never watched any of the Rush Hour movies. And How big of a, Back to the Future. of an offense against humanity am I committing there? <laughs> Is it that important? Are they that good? Yeah. Uh, no, the rush hours. It's not like they're that, but they're good. What the, one is seen good. The Terminator. The Terminator so. You got to watch one and two Terminator. I will eventually. I've, I yeah. have heard that they're. Good. Josh will be like, I can't believe you watch this. Like, and it'll be like some like old like Korean directing movie that's like not on anything. He's like, I can't believe you haven't watched this. <laughs> and this dude like <laughs> hasn't true. watched Terminator. Uh, I've never seen Back <laughs> to the Future either. That's the big right. one people get mad. Any at me of for. them. One through but three. But these movies, I know like the cultural touch points that I need to sure, know. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you watched Star like, Wars? Uh, the hoverboard. I know the. Uh, I've seen Karate. Cobra You've watched Star Wars. Star Wars. Yes. Donald okay. loves Star Wars. Well, I, I'm looking yeah. over here. I can see <laughs> yeah. that. Big, big Star Wars fan. Oh, big yeah. Star Wars the, the fan. The R2D2 socks too. All right, God dang it, John Ducati's is in Music City. Um, uh, for real, outside of the neck tats, um, how do you see him fitting into? The side, what does a best 11 with John Dercati's maybe look like? So, I think probably how he fits in, I'm going to go and say, I think he's like for like just at the nine. I think you sub him in at the top. But I think probably what his best suited to do is activating Randall Leon, Honey Mukhtar, freeing up goals from those positions. Um, I think if you're able to get goals, especially, let's say we're totally healthy, right? And you've got... Moyle, Mukhtar, Leal across the three yep. with Cadiz in front of him. I think there's goals in that lineup. Um, and I think uh, part of what's hurt Hani and Leal is not having consistent goal score in front of them. And I think with Cadiz having guys who can put the goals in the net behind him, it's going to just be beneficial all the way around. Cadiz, yeah. Have you guys watched like um, the, the Cadiz highlights that are available on YouTube? I trusted you, so I didn't watch I've him. watched him, yes. Uh, yeah, so I think that's as much as any of us have watched him. Can't right. pretend that we've watched a lot of 
his minutes for Benfica or in his loan in, in Lyon uh, last year. But um, to me, I think people might be surprised that maybe he doesn't quite swap straight into the number nine position. I don't know. It, he definitely could. I think the front four that we're probably most likely to see, I guess, would be Cadiz up front with Will Leal, Mukhtar in behind, as you said. Yeah, I'm not saying I think he does. I'm saying I think he will. Yeah. Right? Like, I think it's just what's going to happen. Call it a false nine or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But I think people – I think he's just a better version of Baji. I think he can run the channels. I think he can hold the ball up. I think he can pass the ball. I think he does all of those things better, and we've seen so far this year. That's who Gary's wanted up top the whole time is Baji. So if this guy's better than Baji at those things, I think that's who he's putting up top. Yeah, that's dead on, I think. Yeah, I've liked Baji, so if that's a like-for-like, then that makes sense. He seems like he could be a better version of Baji, um, who is a big body that is fast and strong and can hold up the ball, is surprisingly good with their feet. Um, I mean, yeah, that's the thing I noticed with Cowdies is I think immediately he comes in and has the quickest feet on the team despite being like a big guy that you maybe expect is going to be more of like a target man center forward. But um, he's very fleet footed, very quick. He's very creative. He seems to have an eye for a pass that maybe we don't have on this team right now outside of occasionally Mukhtar. Um, So I don't know. Maybe he's not like when people talk about this team, like needing that final piece, the DP nine to just, Put away goals. Yeah, he's and not Fox in the box. Creating. That's not who he is. It doesn't seem like that's what it, he at is. At least it's not who he seems like he is. Agreed. Yeah, but I think people are expecting that that is the number nine that we were after. That doesn't seem like what we're getting. So I wonder if maybe fans are going to start to be like, what the fuck are we – what is this? What are? What is this, Cotty? It's not what I expected. But I'm excited for him regardless. I think he slots into the front four that we mentioned. Um, there's a little bit of noise around DeAndre Yedlin. He's pretty much confirmed that he's leaving Newcastle. Um, switching to Europe now, uh, it, there's a, a sense that he'd be open to rejoining MLS uh, if the right situation and team presented itself. Uh, I kind of, my first gut reaction was like, oh, Yedlin, Nashville, yes, that would make sense. The more I think about it, the more I think maybe it doesn't. But I don't know. Would you be excited about DeAndre Yedlin yeah, I think, coming to Nashville? Well, you, I think you and I probably, like, not on the pod, talked about Yedlin before – Alistair came to play like yes. me and you'd always like you were a big Yedlin fan like back in like the FIFA days like you loved playing and him in Seattle and it was like yeah, yeah. get American on Tottenham yeah. so like um me and you had talked like oh it'd be really cool like we need a right back like get Yedlin when he comes back which I think we actually had did we have the first allocation pick and then we traded it uh we did and then we traded it away yeah right? which yeah. would have been nice to keep that if Yedlin comes back but uh um yeah I think now I mean I, I like where Alistair stare is and i don't i like yellow but i feel like that would might hamper alistair's progression yeah i just don't see how it works from a uh, leave allocation out of it from a financial perspective yeah, but the guy wants dp money right uh i don't know i have no idea i, I feel like i read or heard that um it could be done below like whatever that dp well, salary threshold let's, is. okay so even let's say it, you do right i mean so he's gonna be borderline we know there's what one fullback DP player in the whole league. It yeah, just seems the, like such a non Mike Jacobs. It's the guy move. for Toronto, the Ali Adnan. Seems like such a non Mike Jacobs move. So it doesn't feel very. I'm yeah. trying to say, regardless of what I think, it just doesn't seem plausible. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I got excited about it initially. And I'm high on Johnston, personally. You guys know that. Yeah. I, I like him a lot. So, so yeah, maybe after those first two games of the season, yeah, way back right. in the before exactly times that we all right. can barely remember, um, you maybe see, then it made sense. You see two right backs struggle, and I think maybe that's when the idea of, like, I don't know if Yedlin wants to come back to MLS. He slots straight in for us. Johnston comes in now. He's not the finished product, but I, we're also high on Johnston, I think, Davey. I think he's, uh, I think he's performing much better than you could have expected for a first yep. year guy out of the draft from Wake Forest. He's 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 more than reliable. Uh, I think a lot of attacks end with him up in the sort of right wing area of the field. Um, but I feel like if he develops like a cross, develops one other little move, a cutback, uh, something a little bit different, he could turn into like a really nice MLS right back. Yeah, he's had a he almost had a goal. Was it the DC game? You called him for a goal this game. And Seth then, called him for a goal this uh, game. Almost, uh, almost scored he against had a Dallas. Shot. He too, had right? one of the few. Was it, we had yeah, three shots. He had goal. one. He the, had one shot. Tonight. One DC game where he like it was almost a volley that he just like almost ripped it. The beat on him was that it was he it was played it was DC because it was right against Hamid, right? College, right? Hamid plays for DC. Yeah, Hamid. Yeah. yeah. So it was the DC game. He almost scored, and then today, which it wasn't a close goal, but it was one of our better chances right. that we had. He had a rip outside the box. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, I mean, we only had three chances. Yeah. Taylor Washington had that attempt a few days ago, too, that scissor kick kind of from the top yeah. of the box. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good attempt, yeah, I honestly. I got excited. Yeah. I really want Taylor Washington to succeed because I mean, Donald's a big-time hater. If my, if anything, if I trash him more, than he will. I like it for the Speaking tension. Speaking of haters, Seth, so glad you're off your beautiful <laughs> boat to come back and uh, tell us all about how you think Hani Mukhtar is shit, that he will never be anything, and you want him out of your club. Um, not quite. All right, but for real, you. Were <coughs> I really harsh don't on say. Early. I, I've always been harsh on Mukhtar. Harsh on I'm Mukhtar still harsh on Mukhtar. I don't. I don't hate him. I think he is a great player, but I just do not see the DP value in Mukhtar. Great, I don't even think you think he's a great player. Um, maybe I don't. I, he he's been better the I'm last saying, few games. Like Embrace debates. He's Seth. he's Get been he's been better, but I, I still I'm still gonna sit on my hill of. He is not. I've not seen the DP value in Mukhtar yet. He's been pretty lazy off the ball. Um, he his first touch hasn't been great. Um, I mean, he scored what one goal? So we have you know same as eight other players on the team. Davy has sort of said the opposite as we've talked about Mukhtar. I love him the off the ball. Bit. Yeah. yeah. See, I thought uh, to me, if there's, if there's anything guy, to like. praise him on, I think it's his work off the ball. I don't think he's been a D player, DP player on the ball. That's fair. I, I'll give you that. A hundred percent, but I think he's really, really good off the ball. And I, I know people love to go on about Randall's edge and all that, you know, like the, the tackles that he puts in and whatever. But I think Hani just does all of those same things in a classier way without giving away the foul. And that's fair. And, and I will be, I will admit that I don't watch as much off the ball. Um, I'll say this, this is going to sound so, like an asshole thing to say. I am. I do see it in the box when I'm. I'm seeing things on in in person that you aren't seeing on TV. Right. So and, that, and that's like a part of it as well. <clears throat> yeah. I'll admit that I don't watch off the ball as much, especially on TV. It's kind of harder to watch. You know, it's people right, play off the ball on TV. Absolutely. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I mean, I guess in a way we're in somewhat of agreements. He he doesn't. He doesn't seem like a deep player on the ball for sure. I think and I'd, off I'd the ball, off the ball, still, I'm, you know, I'm indifferent on. Well, I think what Seth notices is like when he loses the ball, he immediately just like stands still. He gives up. Yeah, but but you're not seeing like ten seconds after that. That's where true. He's hustling. That's also true. But yeah, that was his argument. Was he's basically him as a player where he when he lost the ball, he just give up. In this game, I'm losing track of the running order, but I have to bring <laughs> up since I thought of it. Uh, in this game, we did not see. 
um, a CGI advertising board over the stands. Well, there was there. Oh, it, just wasn't was it was there, but it was much better than in Nissan Stadium. You could see the ball. Yeah, you could see the ball so when it's couldn't 40. let this episode goodbye, go by without mentioning how just bizarre. Irritating. And absolutely irritating it is to watch Nashville SC games at home with that happening. With a giant CGI block of advertising. I mean, New England pulled it off. It was translucent, and you could see the ball under it. Good enough. We just, just don't make the advertising literally impede your ability to see the ball and actually watch the game. It's so frust- It's just been frustrating with Nashville. I'm, I'm sure there's nothing that can maybe be done about it. Or maybe there is. Nashville's been very receptive there's to things. There's got to be the something that could be up, done. Like the difficulties watching the game the broadcast. Right. They figured out solutions. So, I don't know. Every time we bring up something like this and say, like, uh, you know, maybe there's nothing the club can do about it. The club seems to sort of fix these things, and they're receptive to criticism. So maybe if we, quit, if we keep banging on about the fact that the CGI advertising over the, the, the stands is so fucking annoying, maybe something will get done about it. I don't know. It's just... I, I, couldn't I mean, they fixed the My TV 30 thing exactly after enough outrage. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, um, this seems like a much easier fix. Yeah, it does, does seem like a pretty well, simple Well, they did make it so translucent the way New England The first did. game that so first everybody game talked about it. it, they did try and fix it at halftime. They went in. They tried to... They, it, it looks like all they did was just made the... Um, the CGI just a slightly translucent. Yeah, so you it was slightly see through it. It yeah. it helped. It didn't fix it, but it did help. But then the next game back, they immediately went back to the hundred percent background I, with no transparency. You couldn't see through it. Corner kicks were absolutely terrible to watch. You cannot watch a corner. I did kick. love it's I think and you might have not seen it for the D C game, but they CGI'd the Johnny Cash tarp as well. You know, it wasn't we, even the we real had tarp. the feed in there, and I could see it on there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "That's bizarre!" Like, just it was don't even. Bizarre. Like, <laughs> I think honestly, I think they did that because, uh, if I remember right, in the stadium, the Titans fans are in the end zone now. Yeah, yeah. So but just don't put okay. just you can't don't put, put it the tarps there, up. Okay. Like, just don't put that tarp in there. I, it just was yeah. weird that they would like. I think they were trying to cover up the Titans fans, uh, okay. like the cutouts. But this could and this oh, could okay, be gotcha. some ignorance right. on okay. my part. But I feel like this is not a hard fix. No, it's not. Not, not to be a not to be a Euro snob, but they you have are a fucking Euro snob. They have real point, t- they have real tarps in Europe. Can we just get some of those? Well, that's a good segue back to Europe. Well, I did uh, want to talk one more thing. Andre Yedlin is a right back. One, brought us back to the U.S. But go one ahead. more Nashville thing. Yeah, is are we is David Akam done for Nashville? I know he's injured. Quote unquote. Gary injured him. Gary injured him. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Gary allegedly injured him. Uh, no, he's. Allegedly, allegedly injured, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, is he just is he done for Nashville? You, everyone, I find myself thinking about him less and less. Everyone's which forward, seems like maybe the intended effect. So everyone's forward prediction with Cadiz was all mule on the left. I'm forgetting about him. I'm wondering if David so, Com ever existed or if he was a, my, a collective figment of our imagination. My starting yeah. is. Akam and Liao, Mukhtar and Cadiz. You're dreaming, man. He's, I, know. I think you're right. You're to answer your question. At this point, I don't even know if David's good. I just want to see him play because now no, he's certainly good. Be, because it's like Gary's just hang, just hangled like him, and I want him now. I don't even think he's that good. I, he's, but now I want him because I can't have him. Your your value of him has been inflated by the fact that he doesn't get to play. Right. So now exactly to it. us, he's the best player in the world. Yes. I think he was always just like. Maybe he's gonna offer a little something off the bench. Not, not to like Which again talk about Europe, but this is like the Hudson Adoy, where he was like not playing, so it was like a little like yes. gym that you want. And then now he was you, pretty good. Day. When he doesn't play, you think he's yeah, he was all right today. Yeah, 
Yeah, Hudson Odoi was good today. Well, he had but his assist. Did he super... get a secondary assist? That's not a thing in Europe. No, Chilwell got the. Oh, secondary assist. Is not That's a thing, not a thing no. in Europe. Um, it is an MLS. Chilwell does look good. Yeah, but yeah, um, good. Yeah, no, I think at this point, I think a com- he might not even be good. It's just this like thing that I that I want that I can't have. <laughs> right, I get that. And like now. Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like maybe there's been a falling out there. Um, we don't know. I mean, we're speculating, but I mean, there's definitely the reasons that if if he's healthy is a. Calm I'll say this: it just seems like there's so much more clarity on other injuries than that one. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I'm not saying it is or is not an injury. Blah blah blah. But yeah. Any other injury you don't hear. Any like, other oh, injury, it's like, oh well, it's this and it's going to be this long, and then it's somewhere around that long. It this has been very different from that. If, and I mean, uh, look, I've said this. I just knowing what we know about Gary, David Akam does not seem like a Gary player. Maybe not. Take that out. If start like everyone's healthy, is David in your starting eleven? In mine or yeah. Gary's? In yours. Probably. Okay. We haven't seen him enough now. I mean, I mean now we've seen honestly, him. I don't now know. I don't know Alex enough Will about so him. More. I don't yeah. know enough about him to think I know that he's better than Dunlotti. Yeah, I thought David. I thought Moyle? I thought Akam, or Moyle. I I love what Moyle does. I do yeah. too. But I thought Akam was really good the first two games, the Atlanta game and the Portland right. game. Right. Moyle took a spot. And a then bit. maybe Moyle was brought in to. That's take what a I'm spot. saying. To Gary. Yeah. yeah. To Gary. To Gary. Yeah. Moyle is absolutely more of what Gary and wants. Then, to me personally, I love speed. I think speed kills. Yeah, I dig I, it up I, the wing. I dig the whole thing. And, but would I rather see that in that starting eleven, or would I rather see that for 25 minutes at the end of the game? That's fair. I think I'd maybe rather see it for twenty five. I would rather okay. see, see him just I do, at all though. I do. He just doesn't even get yeah, the sub minutes anymore. Right. Well, he looked great as a, we thought he was going to be our super. Well, well he comes on and scores and wins yeah. the Dallas game single handedly, right? And then he's gone. Yeah. And I mean, Although, we can't not talk about it because yeah. it, it sticks out like a sore thumb. That was the thing was like for good first two games, he come, he subs on for the next game that we have and he scores the game winner. And then I think he started maybe started the next game or he might have subbed on. And you know, we haven't he hasn't played since. So it's like he's played really good the three out of the four games he's played and then we haven't seen him since and i feel like there's something there but who knows back to europe <laughs> briefly Sergio test uh probably worth noting young american right back his uh signed for barcelona um how crazy another... is it that we're gonna get two yeah two barcelona players Dest versus mckinney in a champions league group match yep. probably yeah so that he's the latest young american to sign for one of the top clubs in europe Therefore, one of the top clubs in the world. Um, we've got him in the Champions League group now against Weston McKinney, who, um, from what I understand, I haven't watched him yet play for Juventus, but I started two weeks in a row. He's starting. Not, I don't think Juventus played good at all against Roma. I watched some of that game. Oh yeah. Um, but he was really good the first game, and I I I fell asleep at the end of the Roma game. But you I watched a little Serie A? Yeah. Nice. Um, but I I from what I understand on Twitter, he did not have a good second okay. game. Okay. Uh, he he, he like did him. not, or the team did not. I think the team as a whole, but McKinney was uh, one of the scapegoats for that. Gotcha. Um, but then Des, yeah, and then we still have even Conrad De La Fuente. Yeah, he's he's the second young American to be on Barcelona's books yeah. now, and I mean it's it's starting to get talked about so much that it, there's almost nothing new to say about it, I guess. But um, just the next young American to sign for one of the top clubs in the world. And uh, I don't know, it's hard to be anything but very encouraged about the U.S. right now. Um, are there any teams outside of, like, the traditional powers 
um, in the Premier League and in the top uh, leagues in Europe since they've restarted um, that you found super interesting? I would just point out Everton as one, also maybe Leeds United. I'm going to watch every game that Leeds United plays that I can. Yeah, they're just I watched – a lot of the Man City game today, and it was really fun. Against Leeds, yeah. um, I brought. I texted you about like if you yeah. like Jack Harrison. I don't think he's played for like a uh, England is national he, team. Is he t- is he tied to England? I don't think he's cap tied yet. Okay. Yeah, he, he's well, not. Yeah. And I like three years ago he got asked if he would play for a national team, and he said yes. I think you have to live in the U.S. for like five years, and he's probably not going to live here for another couple years. He would be eligible. No, he maybe. he wasn't here for I, five okay, years. Maybe not. Yeah, he wasn't. He he. I think he just came here for college. Uh, yeah. Regardless, yeah. Leeds are incredible. Yeah, Leeds were good. Does Dortmund count as not a powerhouse? Because they are really fun to watch. Um, they're definitely fun to watch. Worth talking about. Maybe just because they're not the German powerhouse of Bayern Munich, but yeah. yeah how do you not root for for Dortmund right, right now? Like Gio Reyna, seventeen. I mean, their whole like continues front to four just be young and fun to watch. Incredible. I mean, he's ahead on his. Uh, development curve of where Christian Pulisic yeah. was on the same team at the same age. He, he's ahead of where Christian Pulisic was. Yeah, I I tweeted after the second assist that I think I don't think it's a hot take that like Reina Reina will probably be the best American player, and that's coming from I have two Pulisic. I couldn't jerseys. believe it when it was happening with Pulisic, and then yeah. to have it maybe happening again like three years later, it's just it's, he might be like a hundred million dollar player. Well, I mean, it's encouraging no matter what do- dollar amount you put on him. Um, so my, my answer with that would be, uh, I think Brighton has been like really, really good. I like Graham Potter. I think they've, I think they outplayed Chelsea and lost. I think they outplayed United and lost. And then I think they played fine against Everton today and lost four two. So like, and Everton are very good. Everton are very good. Uh, I mean for a team to be zero and three on the table, no points, that's as good as O and three can look, in my opinion. Yeah, they are good. I keep expecting them to to halt the the uh, the descent because Graham Potter, I think, is, is one of the best managers in the Premier League. I just like um, the way his team's set up, and I like Neil Maffe. Um And yeah, they'll they'll seem like they'll figure it out. Um, sorry, Nashville, Fulham seem pretty trash. Like they're probably gonna go down. Sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah. that's tough. Because they're but not playing Robinson. Because they're not playing Anthony. Yeah. Um, another small club, Tottenham looks really good. <laughs> Tottenham, uh, yeah, they big looked, game tomorrow. They looked good midweek. They won well, their, we had a game this week, guys. They won their so care about. Talk about uh, the energy. Drink, oh, I'd love to talk about the it. The energy drink <laughs> cup. Uh, Spurs get a little win in PKs against Chelsea. I don't know if they, I don't know if you guys caught that. Um, I'm focused on Champions <laughs> League, so I didn't catch the game. Uh, we had a good Champions League draw you were this week. On the Champions League during yeah. the Carabao well, Cup, we had the Champions League draw. I was prepping for that to see what teams we could play. Well, we I, were playing Maccabi Haifa down you, in Israel, you getting seven two win. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about Champions League draw, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's the correct. What was your thoughts response. on the Chelsea Tottenham game? Uh, I think it was fine first half. I think Frank got the starting lineup wrong. I think he got the subs wrong, and I think he got the penalty takers wrong. So, are you selling? On Lampard right now? I'm not. No, I, oh, okay. I'm totally fine with him. I think he overachieved versus the table last year. Agreed. Um, yes. So, I think you've got to take thought, that in context. I do remember. I thought the subs were weird because it was like Tottenham just subbed on like Harry Kane. So, it was obvious they were trying right. to score. And then we sub on like, I don't remember who the subs were. But well, they were like. And look, we're going to. This was inevitable. Yeah. I, just Mount has played every minute of every game so far. <laughs> he so clearly <laughs> needed to come off. And Havertz is on the bench. He didn't play today. He didn't play today. I'll give you that. Right. Probably first he, game ever. He needed ever. to come off. And, like, Lampard trusts him. Lampard likes him, which is fine. I get liking your guy, but like your guy in his position. 
Don't yeah. start him on the wing. You I see just Mason Mount as as an eight and definitely not any further up the field. I, I think he's an eight, potentially a ten. I think he is never a seven. Yeah. Or yeah. No, I think not he's a, a guy. So I see him as like a really good like Havertz sub. Like if you need a sub out Havertz for the same guy. I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I'm no. saying he's gonna start. Yeah. You think so he's going to forget start. about that? See, I I still have a little hope that like Frank's going to realize, okay, like I can't, like I've gotten away with it this far. Um, I got away with it when I was like Pulisic, like I was basically like not yeah. playing Pulisic for to put him out. Um, but you can't get away with it when you're like putting Havertz on the bench or Werner on the bench just so you can like no. But I don't know. That I think he's going to put Conte on the bench. Hmm. That's nuts. Man. I think if you can sign, I think if they sign Declan Rice, which is what they want to do by Monday afternoon. Is that uh, so? That's you mentioned that earlier. Is that going to happen? This I don't. Window? I don't think it is going to think, happen. I think okay. they won't unless they sell Conte. I yeah, think you'd have to. Move uh, Conte. I don't know that they'll sell Conte, but they'll sell somebody. I think. Well, you get 20, 30, 40 million pounds. Why are they spending so much more than everybody else? They're, What's that? I don't think why, they are. Like they've their transfer fees are just eclipsing. I think Man U spent way more than us. No, no, not the, not this transfer. But, but like, the Murata, this transfer window. The Murata and the Hazard sale, and then we didn't spend any money. Yeah, we had. To they had the ban, so maybe this money so was, was just roughly two hundred, one hundred eighty million pounds, and we didn't spend any yeah. of it. We had one ban, and then we decided not yeah, to sign so anyone. I guess that must be it. Yeah, yeah no, it's part of it. And yeah. then, so okay, so let's say you bring Rice in. Rice is a six. I like Rice, by the way. Do you do you think he'd be? A good I think addition? he's fine. I think he covers your inadequacies. Inadequacies at center back. I don't know that. Me personally, and we talked about this earlier. I grew up watching the Jose Mourinho teams, right? I love the vintage Mourinho teams. I like defensive soccer. I get all of that stuff. I don't necessarily necessarily see how a, a, a number six works in modern soccer. Hmm. Like a pure six ball winner sit in front of your defenders. I guess there's not a lot of it. I mean, there isn't. The guys that do manage to play there are like Fernandinho's who can just sort of do everything. Right. Um, I don't know that I know that. Declan Rice is that guy. Yeah. Like, um, I'd rather just spend the money on Partey or whoever. Yeah. Um, he's a project, probably. He's not the finished article. He's, he's 21 years young, old. 21. Here's yeah. the thing. Here, and here's my biggest issue with Declan Rice. Are we going to spend 80 million pounds on a player who we let walk out the door for free at 14 years old? He Six years ago. Chelsea yeah. Six years ago. We let him leave for free. Well, <laughs> that's a good segue back to – you mentioned Brighton as a team that you think will probably start to improve in the table. I think you're right. Um They've got a right back that was on the books from the Chelsea Youth Academy as well, Tariq Lamptey. Reese James is, is a good right back, I think. I like Reese James. But I wanted to pose to you guys, and then for the love of God, let's quit talking about Chelsea. But I did want to ask you guys this. Do you think Chelsea um, sold the wrong right back in no, Tariq Lamptey? I think Lamptey got sold after he, he played one game against the Liverpool, I think. He played against Liverpool and, and played well really, in the Cup, and then really he played good. a Champions League game and played really good as yeah, well. Both games he was really good, and I'm, they just He's sold been him impressing off. everyone a lot when you watch yeah. Brighton. He, the, the booth well, is always very impressed. He, I've been impressed. The game he played against – the first game that we played against him, he looked really good that game too. Like, I'm, I, I think I still Re- like I think Reese James. James has a more complete game than yeah, Tariq Lamptey. I still like Reese James more, but I really, I'm surprised that they did a permanent sell on him. Like yeah. It, it seems like he's still young, so you'd – Feel like you would I think Tariq Lamptey's a good player. I don't think he does as much working back as Reese James does, and I think that'll prove true over the course of time. And I'll say this: the game they played against Chelsea, he might have been one of the like the man of the match for Brighton. Reese scores what's arguably going to be Chelsea's goal of the season. He in scored an game. incredible goal. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was um, a pretty fortunate situation for Chelsea where you couldn't really make the wrong decision. Agreed. Agreed. James completely. played a lot of minutes last year and looked pretty solid. Yeah. That's no knock on Tariq. I, I just think Reese is. Better. He's good. I think Lamptey maybe has more attacking upside because he seems like he's 
he's he's quite a uh he's a fun player to watch too. right but reese james is, is certainly a, a good young right back as well do you want to talk about tottenham um i don't know i don't really have anything to say i'm excited to see gareth bale get um incorporated as he gets healthy are you gonna be disappointed if he's not good anymore um he's good still i think he's still good yeah i think he's still gonna be good i'm just yeah um yeah if, if he can't fit into any type of starting 11 for tottenham that would be super disappointing for yeah. me but i can't see it i think he's gonna come no, in and be I good. Agree completely. are you and, still drinking the kool-aid or not uh with Mourinho, <laughs> not as much as um when i come off of watching all or nothing but um the all or nothing's just unbelievable it doesn't make you, you want to run through a brick wall yeah did you watch? I've always loved the guy. Even at his worst Chelsea moments, I've always loved him. I my opinion on him when he came into Tottenham was like, I get that. It's such a departure from Pochettino, who was such right, a, like yeah. a process guy. And uh, you know, just, there's some Chelsea fans who hate him now, and yeah. I will never be that. I love the guy to death. I would run through a brick wall for him. Him and uh, Lampard got out. My it. value, my estimation of him in, improved and increased a lot right. off the documentary. But then you watch the team play. I feel like I understood him better, and then I watched the team play again. And I was like, yeah. God dang it, they're fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> him and uh, him and Lampard got into it. Yeah, what was that was pretty about? good. I missed exactly what the, the start of that was. I don't remember. Frank said something about he was saying to Jose, "You talk to the refs more than you talk to your players." They just were back and forth, and but then he was like, "It felt like Mourinho trying to big dog." He was a just bit. saying, like, I I, he, "He said I love Jose." You know, we were just yelling at each other. Do whatever. you know the? Uh, okay, that makes sense, I guess. Right. Yeah. Do you know the the Mourinho Lampard story of the Lampard in the showers? No. He was like emerging as like one of the best midfielders in the world, and uh, is, this is a story they tell of Mourinho and how good of a man manager he is. And uh, he goes in the showers, and he just like spanks him on the ass, and he goes, "You're the best fucking midfielder in the world." Like, and it's just, it's such a weird thing right. that you could totally see him doing it. Absolutely. And then Frank Lampard probably became the best midfielder in the world for a while. Because of that? Absolutely. So it's like, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. In my book. I don't know. Yeah. That translates, but, um, all right, let's talk, uh, you know what? Let's, let's check in with the, with the, with the listeners, the beautiful listeners. Oh. You got any cues? We might not have a lot. I'm going to reload week. on beer. I think. Okay. We don't have to break, but. You, yeah. you take the reins, buddy. You can just cut this out while I look this up. <laughs> I would ask on Twitter, but don't want to get Twitter. don't want to get the mod or on Reddit, but the mods, man. The mods. The mods, dude. But you know what? They're harsh, but they're always fair. I find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got two questions. Who we got? Uh, we got the Nash Trill. Shout out Nash Trill. Uh, he said, "Is it true blondes have more fun?" Okay. And do you like our sweet boy Randall Liao's new hair? Uh, I thought the the platinum blonde hair was good. I thought Liao had a pretty quiet game, despite yeah. uh, how loud his hair was. I don't know what you guys thought of his hair. He hasn't like like he had that one game where he took like ten like strikes outside the box and hasn't. I don't think he has taken a strike outside the box since. It feels like. Yeah, uh, tonight was night the night, not the night to do it. Like you gotta just hold the ball <laughs> up up there and I chill, like tonight chill the like, hell out, bro. Yeah, maybe. Um, I feel like tonight would have been like, you know, you're not gonna get that many chances. Might as well just like take a chance outside the box. And I think he might have taken one. He took one. He took it to me in general. I don't yeah. know. Um, I did want to talk about pregame drip a little bit. Who's got the best like, like pregame outfits? We've seen Alan win now with the ginormous ten gallon bucket hat. Um, Mukhtar seems to have like some nice kicks. I think he had like some Yeezys yeah. or something cool today. I don't know. Anibal Godoy seems very uh, well-groomed. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah. He's getting that threaded. The <laughs> facial hair is threaded. 
It's it's not a shave. That's, you guys follow the NBA league fits? Yeah, uh, that's my like my favorite Twitter account. Yeah, <laughs> uh, next question from John. Again, still hasn't told us how to pronounce well, his name. Why don't you figure it out one of these days? What dog, is it? Habenreich? Habenreich? Oh yeah, yeah. Habenreich? Harvard? Dave's not gonna try either on the last no, name. No, I mean, uh, no. Once we have, well, we like him. Shouts out. Once we, once we have strikers again, where does Jones fit? I think he's playing too well to leave him on the bench. I put him on the bench. Nah, he's on the bench. That's a good question. He's on the bench, but when he comes in, <laughs> where does he fit? Like, what, is he is he a is he a false nine? Is he a ten? Is I he, thought he's done well in the Mukhtar I mean, role. I've been saying he's an eight since. 2018 so uh, I think he's an 8 still but Gary obviously thinks he's a 10 I can't I just think I wouldn't I could see that maybe Gary doesn't want him deeper because he has a giveaway in him and that's going to be more dangerous to you when you're playing more as like a DM than if you're like further forward he's got a little case of the giveaway I get that I I get that 100% I'm just saying I think uh, the best version of Derek Jones maybe would be an 8 the best version of Derek Jones would be an 8 and I also think the version that we have isn't a pure 10. Like, yeah. he's not. So, yeah. but uh, Gary sees him as a 10, so that's where he'll be. All right? I mean, I think he'll be like a like defensive a- setups against teams that are good offensive, like in the playoffs against a really good offensive team. You might see Derek Jones there. I, I, I don't think that's unheard of at the expense of someone like Mukhtar. I think maybe his role is a super sub. Like, we're, for whatever reason, losing David Akam as our super sub, a little magic off the bench, somebody to come on and beat a man and make something happen. Um, maybe that could be Derek Jones. Maybe that could be yeah. Daniel I mean, Jones. We get him on loan from the Giants. And, he showed uh, it in the Houston game as a super sub and came on and immediately assisted on yes, the goal. Yes, I think that maybe came he, and assisted on the goal and then just totally bitched guys off the ball later. I mean, was, yeah, I mean he can definitely be fun and probably the role. most physically imposing player on the roster, right? He's big, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Godoy, Godoy, Godoy's, Godoy's a big dude Godoy too. Yeah. Godoy there, just yeah. knocks dudes off. Yeah. It just holds the ball up when yeah. fouls. So him. His Again, ability to win fouls at the midfield position is unbelievable. He's man. probably not playing Tuesday either. He, he calms it down in midfield. I would be surprised if he, if he's the guy. Where again, we're speculating. Yeah. I would be surprised if he plays yeah. Tuesday. It would be 14 days some situation. Who's the? Oh, I guess we'll in theory, or, or two but. negatives or whatever. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we need to hit before we sign off? Steve or Seth, you got anything? Seth. You still awake over there? <laughs> How's that game of Bejeweled or what is that game? It's Candy, Candy Crush. Crush. You've been on Candy Crush so hard since like 2011. I'm on level 2057. How much money have you paid into the Candy Crush LLC corporation? Mal actually asked me this the other day because she thought I spent money on it and got mad. But you have spent money on it before. I have spent money. Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> Overall in your lifetime, how much? Like you... 20 bucks maybe. That's a okay. lot. So right off the bat, you know it's at least $50. Yeah. I still remember like – I still remember – he was the guy that was like sending like requests to people so you could get like more whatever you get more. You had to get lives. Yes, but yeah. it was automated. I couldn't. Was, I could not turn it off. Candy Crush. I can get eleven. I couldn't turn it off. I don't do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize you were still playing it, man. I feel like you. I actually just game. picked back up on it when we got the iPad. I got, like, I got back into it. So. Can- candy crushing on uh, Matt Pickens. Maybe that's the episode name. Oh, who's your kill? Fuck Mary. Uh. I'm gonna kill Pickens. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck Guppy just because. Yeah, me and Seth. One, yeah, as a one-off, you know. Same yeah, page, I'm yeah. A, like, I'm you know, he, he one one managing match. He got the one job win. done with his one go. Yeah, and I'm going for it. Need, and then you, you know, know, I like Gary's accent, so I'll make manager Gary. in the okay. streets, but a freak in the sheets, dude. I Gary really, does have a good. A- Gary does have a good accent. He's got a really good. I'll accent. Give you I that. really wish I could do the Gary accent. I, and that you know what? That's my promise to the listeners. I will. 
by the end of the season have a Gary accent that I can do. Yeah. I hope I that think bit doesn't lose me my credentials. You know, the lads are creating a lot of chances, and we it's getting worse. <laughs> put away, somebody up, uh, putting away, knocking them away. It's yeah, what worse. you did you're at them away, you're three o'clock this afternoon sounded a lot better. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Okay, no, it's getting no, worse. It's got worse. It's Oliver Twist or something, dude. I just imagine Josh like have like a video of Gary. Like on his laptop, and he's in the mirror playing the video, and then like recounting what Gary just said, like in the mirror. And he's like, "I got this." Is that how it goes? I don't know. the The team put out uh, the players doing impressions of Gary. I don't know if you yeah. guys saw that video. Nah, I didn't watch um, it. I'm obviously better than than any of them at it. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's sign off, Davey. Oh, we still have a. Uh... Next game stuff. Oh, shit, you're right. We should preview the next two games. <laughs> well, we got loons. We got the loons, loons. Tuesday. Yes, and thank who you. is it Saturday? Um, yeah, two games before we record again, probably. Ultra professional. Uh, Minnesota's right at Nashville on Tuesday, yes. so October 6th. And then we're on the road again next weekend. We are away at Sporting Kansas City. Um, yeah. Sunday the 11th. These two games don't feel dissimilar to uh, the, the D.C. United and Houston games, like teams that are not great in the league, and, and maybe you would expect to at least get, like, Four points against these two teams. Uh, again, normally speaking, I would say four. I'd like yeah. to see the roster Tuesday. Uh, if, is anyone back that's not here now? Yep. Do we get some forwards back, whether that's Don Lottie or Rios or whoever? Um, but, yeah, if we have a forward back, I would say let's go ahead and win at home and then take a point on the road. If not, I'd be fine with two. Is the West just stacked? Because their worst team is 14 points. Yeah, no, the West is definitely better than the East. Jesus. Mm. Like, I'm looking and, like, they're, we're in the same, like, spot on the table, but they have way more points than us. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I think – what did you Loon, say? Loons won 2 nothing today, right, against Cincinnati. I thought they sucked, though. They're not good. Okay. No, no, they're, they're not a good team. Cincinnati's bad, but I'm True. saying – uh, without a forward on the roster, I just don't know how you can expect to win even one nothing. You know uh, what I mean? Like without a healthy forward out really, there, I don't know where you score. I really like Minnesota's kids. So yeah, no, they're good. I'll I'll agree with I like that. The crest, yeah. And then um, so again, if Dunlady and Rios are back, I, I'm totally fine predicting a win there. But I think it, even if Kansas City isn't who they've been in the past, I think on the road there. A point is a fine result. I'd want to get three points from these games at least. A win and a loss or a win and a draw. Good enough for me. Anything less, I'd be disappointed at this point. Because I think the team has raised our expectation to where I, I sort of alluded to it earlier. And now I'll just go ahead and say it. I think that um, a playoff spot should be expected from this team based on what we've done so far this season. Now maybe we can even start to think about um, progressing in our seeding in the playoffs and seeing if we can avoid a really tough matchup in like the first round. I don't know. Still... No, days, I'll agree sample. with that. And look, I think tonight was a part of that. It might not have been fun and sexy and whatever, but at the end of the day, we went to away to a team that's a good point. five points above us on the table and got a point. So, point. like, if we can do stuff like that, that's a positive result. And you you start to gain. It might not, we might not have gained on New England tonight, but we'll probably gain on teams against us in between there with the game in hand. Yeah. Gary's also played a lot of good managers in MLS now, right. Bruce Arena being the latest, and he's not been outmanaged. Absolutely not. I think I'll go um, a loss to Minnesota, but I think – and I guess the uh, Kansas City game might be, like, basically our lineup, our best lineup that we can put out because you assume Godoy will be healthy by then. You'd think Godoy would be back, and, and you'd then think you, Cotties will be in the lineup. And Cotties will be in the lineup. That is exciting. So I'm going to go win in Kansas City. Now, again, Cadiz hasn't played since, what, February? Yeah, and he just, I guess it's more likely that maybe he comes off the bench. But still, starts. even if he starts, we've got to temper expectations. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we do, but 
him wearing like a. I feel like he's got just like a cool attitude. Yeah, look at he's the, got the, the you put on ninety nine. You got to score a hat trick. Yeah, so he's gonna such a like, like baller move. move. Yeah. yeah, I just ninety nine. Right, that's what he's wearing. Yeah, I, I'm, awesome. I'm gonna be disappointed, but like I just feel like a hat trick first game. I tweeted at the time. I was like, you either have to be like five foot three <laughs> or like six foot nine. Absolutely. To get away with wearing ninety nine. Such a sick number. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's good though. So yeah, no, I'll go. Vinko or like Ibrahimovic. I'll go. Uh, win in Kansas City with the hat trick from Yonder Cadiz. Cool. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess we can wrap it up. Davey, I doubt anyone's listening to this that it isn't already aware, but do you want to go ahead and plug the radio show real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Tuesday nights, 9 p.m., Nashville Soccer Show. If you are not a regular listener, we would love for you to check it out live on the air on 104.5 The Zone. You could also get it wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify. Uh, I mean, I don't know if anyone actually uses either of those two, but Apple Podcasts as well. <laughs> yeah. So just get it wherever you get your podcast. But if you use Stitcher, uh, I'm gonna like do a paper or a podcast about that in general. Send me a text. Or... Shouts out to all our Stitcher heads out <laughs> exactly there. Exactly right. So just holler three. at me about that because I'd love to just kind of talk to you about your worldview or whatever in general. Um. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, check that out. National Soccer Show, obviously Speedway Soccer, everything we've been doing from the start. You can look that up wherever you get your pods as well. All the written content, broadwaysportsmedia.com. They're trying to get me to write something soon. I'm kind of refusing right now. <laughs> so uh, if I do that, you can check it out there too. And you guys are starting to do live podcasts. Yeah, we did the first live show Thursday yeah. night. I think we're going to try to stick with that on Thursday evenings, Thursday, 8, 30, 9 o'clock, somewhere in that hour. Um, we enjoyed it. We, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Come harass. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's a good time. So we've been trying to get like a live, like watch the game with us type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, We'll we'll basically just be on camera like, talking. I to dig people. it, yeah. Um, but we can't figure out how Twitch works. So whoever your guy no. is, yes, yeah, we strong. use something called Restream, which goes to everywhere. But apparently, it wasn't on Twitch, so I don't I don't actually. Oh, know. I thought yeah, you can use Restream for YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Facebook We're not partial right, to Twitch. Yeah, yeah. We ju- we tried YouTube as well. We just can't get anything to work. So whoever <laughs> yeah. whoever your guy is, like send him our way. And uh, you can check out my OnlyFans as well. So <laughs> it's all in that too. But we got a uh, we got a uh, premium subscription. First month uh, discount. Uh, just enter promo code w Leroy, folks. Leroy. Yeah. Promo code Leroy. Leroy. We'll you will you not in. be disappointed. It's Donald's middle name, by the way. That's why that's always the promo code. <laughs> um, I guess people don't know that. We could have mentioned that six ads no, ago. We just. Do nothing but like jokes for me and you. And that's, it. <laughs> that's always just um, for us. Seth, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> you want to plug being a beautiful boat? <laughs> no, I don't have anything to plug. Can't, can't All right, anything. you can find right, Seth's, uh, on, Seth's on Twitch, right? Are you? No, I, I, I thought you were the only doing thing Twitch. That, no, the only thing I have on Twitch is our um, fantasy football draft. Like WWE uh, Royal I thought, Rumble. Were you like building a computer so you could start doing like Twitch? All right, this is riveting. Thanks, guys. All right, Davey, <laughs> seriously, thank you so much. No, I'm glad to be here. Coming. Would love to come back on. Seriously, hopefully, yeah. yeah, some away games you can come back and do this. It's been, uh, it's been great. Um, signing off. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Uh, bye, bye. Thanks, guys.